It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall, just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. Well, the best team lost 10 wickets today, and they lost two innings. But what mattered was three of those were taken by Scott Boland in one over. The Scott Boland show was back again. Adelaide didn't get to see it last year. But they did tonight, and that has left West Indies on the brink of what should be a four-day finish. So they're four for 38 at Stumps. They trail by 4.59, so their target's 4.97. Australia made six for 199, declared in 31 overs. Kawaja top scoring with 45. Some impressive hitting from Labuschagne and Smith in the middle. Earlier in the day, as I turned the page, the Windies were all out for 2.14 inside 70 overs, so an extended first session, but they were dismissed before the dinner break on the third day. Uh, it was Lyon with the ball, 3 for 57 the first time around. Picked up a couple today. He's got 449 in Test cricket now. But as you say, all the action really coalesced around what happened at the end. Scott Boland, a, trickle, a triple wicket maiden, as rare as they are in Test cricket, in his first over after going wicketless in the first session and bringing his career average back under 10 again, which I know for a lot of people who follow the final word, that was a real point of interest when he was playing at Melbourne, Sydney and Hobart at the start of this year. Uh, and there he is again, immaculate lines and lengths, pink ball, under lights. He just, he's just irrepressible. He just squeezes so hard. Yeah, and you know, he goes wicket list over all those doors in the first innings. How many balls does he need to take a wicket? One. <laughs> and, and you know, it only happened because Michael Nisa was given the new yeah. ball uh, in, in this innings, unlike in the first innings, Boland got the new ball. And Michael Nisa bowled two overs and then I think he felt a niggle, he felt some pain in his leg. And that's the only reason the over, the third over from that end went to Scott Boland. And he just went bang, bang, bang. And that leaves this bowling average at the end of day three 
bang on 10. Oh, bang on 10 is You know what that means? There's a wicket coming the first <laughs> ball he bowls tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I was saying uh, on comms that, you know, Charles Marriott 8.72 was the other number we were looking at last year, which he was routinely going under. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does it again tomorrow because he was unlucky the first time around. But sort of stepping back from it, we've had a chance to talk about this already uh, on radio, but it's worth doing it again here. It, it really is one of the great Australian stories. I mean, Boland wouldn't have had realistic expectations of playing Test cricket for Australia a couple of years ago. And that's no reflection on him. It's an emblem of how strong the pace attack and the big three have been. So it's really coming together when Cummins completed the attack in mid-2017. From that point forward, when they've had to draw down on other resources, they've gone younger. I mean, sure, they went to Nisa last year, but jumping Joe Richardson has been the guy yeah. they've been trying to bring through. But last year when Richardson took five here, won the Test match, had a nickel, pulled up lane, Boland gets his chance. And that's only because Hazelwood was out in the previous match as well through his side strength. So it's been a combination of factors that got him his chance at Boxing Day, six for seven, all the rest of it. We'll never stop talking about that, but it's got better and better. Oh. And I think the other parts of this Barat is that he's got so much more to give, not just across this summer, but next year thinking about England, he probably won't play in India. That England should suit him down to the ground with the Duke's ball in favourable conditions. Oh, very much so. And, and you know, you spoke about his story, Adam. Uh, there are so many types of sporting heroes that Australia likes to celebrate. But I think he is the quintessential working class hero. Working class in a very cricketing sense, yeah. I mean. You know, someone who's ready to put in the hard yakka, the hard yards, and uh, un and unconditionally as well. I mean, he's relentless, and not to forget uh, how he's embraced his First Nations background. Yep. And for him to uh, win the Johnny Mala medal last year, the first Australian to do so and be so emotional about it, what he means to the First Nations people of this country and how he's emerged as one of the faces that they can look up to. You know, I remember speaking to, uh, uh, you know, people uh, who, who kind of like, you know, were behind the Johnny Mella, Mala medal, the relatives of Johnny Mala, and that's what they said. We want young kids, First Nations kids to grow up uh, and have a hero. They've had many heroes. I mean, there are heroes in women's cricket, but Scott Poland, Poland has just emerged as that one. And from a cricketing point of view, you're absolutely right. Now, after the way he's come back and uh, done what he's done today, he's a shoe in for that first test match. I can't see Australia go into that first test match without Scott Boland, especially with the way England have approached Test cricket, and that'll be the next big challenge for him. And it might well be after a quick stint of county cricket before we mm. asked him in the pre-game whether he would consider that, and he said multiple clubs are coming to him. Whether he does it or not will, will be dictated by the schedule, and whether or not he's in India, I suppose. But still, that, that's part of this as we work our way into 2023. Just the off-field stuff, Jeff and I went to Harrow when driving from uh, Melbourne to Adelaide a few weeks ago for the one day of the work we were doing with Visit Victoria, we got to see uh, the Indigenous uh, Museum, Indigenous yeah. Cricket Museum, I'm not explaining it correctly, but the Johnny Muller Centre is what it's yeah, known yeah. as affectionately. And yeah, as you say, like this is such a significant thing to have a First Nations player in the test team and to be doing so well and to be inspiring generations. You know, the Reconciliation Action Plan, there have been two editions of that report. We had Dan Christian on the podcast last year to talk about that and how there is a divide between um, those who might be drawn into the game from Indigenous backgrounds who aren't. I mean, what Boulder will do, you know, the, that's a bit of a cliche, but if, 
you can't be if you can't see. Well, yeah, they can exactly. see this guy yeah. and the way he's embraced his heritage is significant. And um, yeah, the story goes from strength to strength. And I can't wait till someone immortalizes it in print or maybe indeed in film one day. And how about like there being no song written about Scott? It's going to happen. Australia, wake up. Come on, Paul Kelly is a... It's got to be Paul Kelly, right? It has to be, yeah. yeah. I think he wrote last year the collage or something in the afternoon. He did, he did. After actually, the Sydney yeah. Test come, show. Come on, Next Paul Kelly. Be, um, well, he's been on Final Word earlier yeah, this year, sorry, Paul. Yeah. He's from Adelaide originally. There's oh, Paul yeah. Kelly Lane in the city, I'm sure you know. So yeah. um, the challenge is put. Find a song for Scotty Bowler before Boxing Day when I assume we'll see him again. Uh, from a Windies perspective, they didn't do well early on today. They lost two wickets with the score on 102 to start the day. Tejnarayan Chand, the ball run out by the night watchman Anderson Phillip. And as soon as he walked off the field, Jason Holder nicks off for a four ball. Dark Holder's there overnight, by the way, got off the pair. But um, from that point, they stuttered to about where dinner would have been taken, extra half an hour, they got 20 minutes into that. Um, Philip finishing with his highest professional score of 43 before they were bowled out. But it felt like today was when, I mean, the wheels didn't fall off completely, but they threatened to when they were four for 21 or whatever yeah. it was. I thought they could be eight down extra half an hour, all out for 60 the way that it's going. And they've hung in there. They, they batted for 98 and a half overs in the first innings in Perth, 110 overs in the second, but they, they've been, put it this way, a lot harder held in tougher conditions here in Adelaide. Yeah, but on the field, the wheels not only fell off, but they just rolled away. It was a pretty insipid, uh, rather unprofessional performance from them in the second innings. There were so many drop catches, yeah. uh, so many missed fields, um, to the extent that it's almost like the series needed that one drop catch, which can be replayed and unfortunately replayed over and over again to just kind of put it into perspective and unfortunately it was young Alzari Joseph yeah but it also kind of made the Devon Thomas catch even more special what an absolute ripper Devon we were commentating in the scoreboard at the time doing this uh, lovely thing to be able oh, to yeah. do for cricket badges to go inside that old scoreboard but there's 1911 and do a stint of commentary but kind of beneath us just before we went on Mike Thomas takes a specky <laughs> to get rid of Stephen Smith and we spoke of him last night in the Hall of Fame but what a, what a weird and wonderful to do he's having and he's still there overnight. He is and like just the celebration like he takes the catch because this happens only a few hours after that whole Alzari Joseph drop catch it happened. And he takes the catch, he's on on his knees like you said, he's punching, the kind of like punching the air and then he takes a few steps, turns around, takes his cap off to the hill but then this is around what, well past 7 p.m. and like it's you know, drinking time, yeah. so yeah, well past, drinking, yeah <laughs> well past drinking time uh, on the hill there under the scorecard. Uh, now, it, but that was really the only highlight of the day for the West Indies. Uh, like I said earlier, they lost six wickets um, in the first innings, two runouts, the Tej Naranj and the Paul one you spoke about, Anderson Phillip, who I thought was uh, really looking good. He looked, uh, I said on commentary, for, for a brief period, it looked like he was Desmond Haynes. He'd come out batting like Desmond Haynes. He was hitting, a, hitting boundaries, strong defense, but he gets run out. Um, and that's how their first innings is. I mean, they just capitulate post that. And then the Scott Boland show happens. And yeah, I mean, two days left. We did feel for a while that Test match could be over tonight, but Holder and Devin Thomas have held them off. Just before that, there was David Warner, who was out for 28. An opening stand of 77 with Kawaja, but Kawaja was doing more of the heavy lifting through that. Warner looked scratchy to begin, then a little bit better mm. before he was eventually dismissed off an inside edge. Roston Chase getting two wickets in the space of three balls, removing Kawaja for 45 as well. But for Warner, it's another poor series, really. He mm. top scored, oh, yeah. well, his top score was 48 in the second dig at Perth when they were racking up declaration runs. Um, look, it's going to be an even harder task against South Africa next week with their exceptional pace attack and then 
He'll go to India where it'll get no easier on turning tracks. I'm sure they'll produce four turning tracks. Try that again. I'm sure they'll produce four turning tracks. Why wouldn't they? And then off to England where, of course, he struggled against the moving mm. ball three years ago. So um, I know that he wants to make it to the finish line after yep. England. He'll play his 100th test match at Boxing Day or on Boxing Day against South Africa at the MCG. But I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he'll go the whole way around. And the broader distractions at the moment, mm. um, they can't be ignored either. Yeah, and even if you just leave the off-field stuff out, um, I've seen him work really, really hard on his batting in the last few weeks, more than I've seen him do in the last four or five years. But, and you know, even out there, uh, he does look scratchy at times, but there are times, like in the first innings here, he gets off to the flyer, yep. or gets off to a flyer, but then he almost ends up finding ways of getting out. Like in a wide half volley was rarely a ball that David Warner would get out to in any conditions. But now, three times he's got out to that or at least twice in the mm. series and today just kind of plays on a nothing ball really from Ross and Chase. So um, when once that starts happening, uh, you know, it can start playing on your mind as well, even for someone as experienced as David Warner. And, and look, there is already talk of uh, the India tour and the Ashes, but you're talking about two countries where at least in recent times he hasn't done really well. Uh, and there are a lot of openers who knock the door down and are just waiting, not just in the wings, but like they're waiting right behind him. They're mm. queued up behind him. So at what point do Australia also think about taking a call on whether they take David Warner to India or England or not? Yeah, Matthew Renshaw in the wings, of course, making a century against the Touring West Indies for the PM's 11 a couple of weeks ago. So it might all line up for the man who did uh, go to India back in 2017 as a, as a younger man, as a 20-year-old. Uh, Brett, let's move on to the final word. Hall of Fame, thanks to Woodstock Cricket. Woodstock cricket.co.uk. We just had Josh De Silva at the press conference, a proud representative of the Woodstock company, the only test player we got. Um, and he will be, uh, I'm sure, out there tomorrow using that blade, woodstockcricket.co.uk. TFW20 is the code. Get yourself a cricket bat before Christmas. Uh, what took your eye today for our final word moment of the day? Yeah, I shouldn't have used up Devin Thomas for <laughs> You can do it again. No, I could, like, no, <laughs> but if hot, Every Hall of Fame needs to go to Scotty Boland. Like, Feels know, that it, way, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. Look, I, like I said earlier, Adelaide didn't get to see Scotty Boland. And, and you know, the way the crowd just embraces him. Like we saw it in, in Melbourne, we saw it in Sydney. I remember in Hobart, even before he got a ball uh, in his hand, everywhere he went, there was a Scott Boland corner. And today as well, we saw uh, they were just cheering for him. And, and he's one of those guys, right? He doesn't say much. He just quietly turns around. There was no wave, no waving. He just quietly went, signed a few autographs for the kids. Uh, yeah, just a wonder. I'm so happy. You, like, you know, there are some people when they do well in life, you just feel happy for them. I think he's one of them. Yeah, I love when he answers questions about being a cult hero. Like, it's like he still can't quite believe yeah, what's happening and how much attention there is. He, he tells a story today about how um, obviously a lot of people come for selfies and his kids are like, why do people want photos with you all the time? Like there's still that disconnect between what his life was before and what it clearly is now, not even a year later. For me, I think uh, Australia's use of the DRS, it's always more interesting when yeah. Stephen Smith's involved as the acting captain. There is that trigger impulse that we saw when he was the, the full-time skipper, but he got it right tonight with Alex Carey and mm. Mitchell Stark. Down on the side, the fourth wicket to fall uh, in that collapse early on. That would have been, who was it? It was Chanderpool on yeah. 17. Um, Kerry didn't really appeal too vociferously, nor did Stark, but upon inside the 15 seconds, Smith gave them time to nut it out. Yeah. He's like, now, have you thought about it? Do you think it's out? Do yeah. you think it's out? Okay, if you like agree, it, like it. then yeah. we're in. Yeah, exactly. A lot better than the way it used to be with Smith, which was like, I want it to be out, therefore T. Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems and, to... And, and, and what about the T? It's almost like he, 
he does that. Like he, he doesn't do this. Have yeah, you he needs like, to do an actual tea. Yeah, song. I mean it's almost like uh, he's uh, you know he's using crocodile hands to uh, going to Jardine. Yeah, exactly. He does that. Like yeah, it's strange. But yeah, I mean he just went like it, like it to Alex Carey and Mitchell Stark. Once he got the like it from both, he just went with it. Well, there was one today though where Nathan Lyon didn't like it as the bowler. They went upstairs yeah, for a court cool. behind, and Lyon basically stood there on the double tee. Like, <laughs> yeah, and he doing? just dropped the ball. Yeah, he dropped the ball. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I told you he didn't hit it. Why are you reviewing for so much? Anyway, all the fun of the fair. Uh, that's it for the final word daily. Thanks to Wood woodstockcricket.co.uk. TFW20 is the code. If you like what we do, subscribe on YouTube. We're making all of these on video throughout the course of the series. Jeff will be back with me for a, a weekly show in a couple of days from now when the test ends. Brat, of course, with us on Storytime next week too. We're busy boys at the moment throughout the course of the Australian summer. And if you really like us, patron.com forward slash the final word. You can join us on there and get involved in all the, all the fun we have on Discord and beyond. That's it. Uh, it'll be all over tomorrow. Good night from Adelaide. It's patron.com forward slash the final word. You can join us on there and get involved in all the, all the fun we have on Discord and beyond. That's it. Uh, it'll be all over tomorrow. Good night from Adelaide. I ain't breezing and I ain't George Benson. I ain't protected by the way I ain't fenced in. If my future questions, my current senses, that'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty, wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it.